everybody. Welcome to another episode of All the WrestleManias, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Hackman. And I'm your co-host, Rich Sigwald. So look, we got, we got, this is so exciting, you guys. I don't know if I've ever been excited uh, like this for a show. Uh, I was trying to think of the last time I was this excited for a show, and then I couldn't think of anything. So mm, no. um, there, Rich, is, Rich is right there with I, me. Oh my God, yeah. The, I mean, we got a we got a real legit wrestler to come yeah. and talk to us, like our little show. <laughs> not just what? not just not just a wrestler, Rich, the the VCW heavyweight champion. Um, so I first saw our guest at a VCW event back in August of last year, just not too long after I moved here to Norfolk. Um, and I messaged Rich right away, and I told him, like, look, they got this they got this big guy. He wears a boar mask. He's got fuzzy boots. He's he's super over with the crowd, and the kids freaking love him, even though he looks kind of scary. But the kids were totally digging. And he has an amazing tagline, and that tagline, are you guys ready for this? It's boar is war that's so good it's so good and like when you sent me pictures and i started to mark out over it and i'm not even there (laughs) like i can't like this is an incredible it's an incredible look it's a great gimmick and obviously just from the photo that you sent me of a boar flying through the air i was sold immediately (laughs) rich is a big macho man fan so that elbow that that's all he needed to see so rich (laughs) rich made a special song for us we're gonna enter do it. We are Do entering it. the boar zone. This is That's dope. I'm ready to go commit crimes now. I'm all hyped up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Boar. Thanks so much for being here. We're we're super excited. Tim, Rich, thank you for having me on. It uh a lot of high praise you're throwing my way, so uh it, it definitely means a lot and uh appreciate the support and it's uh, quite the honor to be on so thank you yeah you bet so first off congratulations on winning the virginia heavyweight championship uh just last month from logan easton larue what a jerk that guy is right. over yeah. at uh hampton high school that was that was a fantastic show and a really great match thank you um yeah logan he's he's a jerk in the ring but he's really good which makes it uh <laughs> that much more annoying uh, but yeah, he's really good. He's definitely one of the best unsigned talents out there. I uh, don't need to put like a region or a qualifier on it. He's incredibly good. Like to me, like Netflix gives you recommendations. Like when you get done with the show, like, Oh, you may like this. Like it, to me, if you like Christian cage, you will love Logan Easton LaRoe. Uh, there's a lot of similarities there in ring. Um, and he definitely doesn't get enough love and, uh, made it all that much better that I could uh, beat him for the heavyweight championship of Virginia. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal, man. And the crowd was super pumped. Uh, the cra- one of the big things I I like about your uh, your whole thing is the crowd chants bore and they they root for when you when you rev up for the gore they they get all hyped and they chant right along with you and it was um I thought it was really cool actually to see your fellow wrestlers come out and celebrate the win with you afterwards. It seems like you have a a lot of support there in the VCW locker room. Yeah, definitely cool, and we got a really good locker room right now, um, loaded with talent uh, from the first person who steps out from that curtain uh, until the main event gets out there. 
we got an excellent locker room. Um, there's always going to be egos as far as like athletics and competitiveness goes, but um, as far as egos that kind of negatively affect wrestling, there's none of that in our locker room. Um, so I can't sing the praises enough of uh, just the crew that we've got going on uh, from everybody behind the scenes that's making everything happen to all of us athletes going out there and getting the job done in the ring. Um, so, yeah, not surprised that card in Virginia um, at uh, Hampton High absolutely rocked top, top to bottom, but it was a, a special surprise to have uh, have most of the, the roster out there uh, hoisting me up, Bret Hart style at WrestleMania 10, yeah. uh, giving me the big championship celebration. Uh, it was really cool. We're uh, we're huge Bret Hart fans. Uh, oh, that's my man. Yeah, yeah. we Number we talk one. about we talk about Bret like pro- probably it's probably an excessive amount. I mean, Rich, would you would you say it's excessive or you think it's about? I mean, it's it's worthy. Like it's it's a, it's the proper <laughs> amount. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, but it's a proper amount. I mean, after I met him, I, that was I kind of like I couldn't talk for about a half a day after <laughs> having five minutes of a conversation with him. That was life is over you know there's where am i going to go from there sure i have a kid great but i talked to bret hart you know so i talked about uh, um i talked about bret hart's wrestling style as a sort of metaphor for my management style and i that i think that's a big part of how i got the my current job i talked about it like in the presentation to all the library staff and they're like who the fuck is what is this guy talking about i'm like and then and then i got the job so (laughs) bret hart saving lives He's the man. Uh, I've gotten to meet him. They say, like, never meet your heroes unless you have the chance to meet Bret Hart. Like, he he was really cool to me when I was just getting started out and really, like, took time out of his schedule to, like, pull me aside and give me some pointers. Nice. Nicest dude. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So how did it feel to win that belt, man? That's uh, is this your first like major belt? I'm sorry. I don't I don't know. For no, sure. first first championship at all. Wow. Um and uh, it, it it was it was very validating, um, and I haven't really had too much of a chance to talk about this. But uh, so a little bit behind the scenes, towards the end of my run uh, in Shikara, which a lot of people may know me from, uh, I had a meeting with the person who was uh, running things there, and we kind of talked about my wrestling style, and I was really starting to come into my own a little bit of like what you see now. Um, and it was a tough journey to kind of find myself as a wrestler. And the best way I can describe that is uh, there is an old analogy that wrestling is like ice cream. There's a bunch of different flavors and a little bit for everybody, right? Um, but to me, no matter where you go, you're going to see two flavors, chocolate and vanilla. And they might be plain. They may not be fancy, but they're the best selling flavors. And they're, they're in every ice cream shop for a reason. And that's what I identified myself with as a professional wrestler. Chocolate and vanilla. Nothing fancy. You know what's coming, but you love it. <laughs> and um, so so being told by a lot of people, like, we don't really want chocolate and vanilla ice cream here. Like, that sucked for a really long time. And I was just kind of pigeonholed as a tag team wrestler, which is, I love tag team wrestling. Um being a bigger guy, kind of just getting brought in to be like, all right, you're going to be the villain for like this guy, right? To actually have a company get behind me and to have fans get behind me like they are at VCW, it's overwhelming. It's it's uh, it's very satisfying. There's definitely like a vindication there. Um, but man, to, to to win my first championship, to have it happen in VCW, which is my hometown promotion growing up, um, you couldn't write it any better. It's like the stuff from movies and. Uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm really happy it happened there, and I'm really happy that they're uh, taking a chance on me, and the people are behind me, which is super cool. No, that's really awesome. Um, I, and we, yeah, and we actually we we put some questions together, kind of about your, you know, about your journey, and uh, you know, before we get into that, though, I want to make sure that we plug the uh, the next VCW show. It's coming up April twenty second, the Masonic Temple on Granby Street here in Norfolk. Now, that's the place that I saw you first um, back last summer. Um, it's a great venue for shows. It's a absolutely. It's really a cool building, actually. Um, and it's a so far, it's looking like a stacked card. So we've got the Boar, obviously, def- defending against Buckshot. Brian Brock, and we'll talk a little bit about him um, with Neil Sharkey. Uh, special guest, Christopher Daniels. You guys know Christopher Daniels, of course, the Fallen Angel. Uh, big big name from, from TNA, now from e, uh, AEW. He's going to fight your old nemesis there, Logan Easton Leroux. That should be a fantastic match. The Liberty Lottery champion, Dirty Monies, defending against the Hoss of All Hosses. Man, what a name. Devante's also with Neil Sharkey. That guy's everywhere. And you can, of course, find tickets and info at vcwprowrestling.com. I've got my front row seats already. I'm, I think the front row seats are sold out. That's um, right. They're gone. And there's, But there's still some ringside. Am I right? couple ringside left, so jump on that at, uh, I believe, vcwrestling.com. I might be wrong about that. I'm not yeah. too te- technologically savvy, but I believe that's where you can find them. <laughs> Uh, and then there, there should be hopefully some balcony seats there available for walk yeah. up as well. But and there's no uh, bad, I wouldn't wait. Yeah, there's no bad seats. That's my wife's wife and I sat up in the balcony um, last time. It was it was awesome. We kind of spread out. Um, and then one of the cool things about the VCW shows, if you guys haven't been, is um, sort of dirt, at the intermission the the talent comes out and sort of sets himself around, and you can go talk to them a little bit and sign photographs. You can buy T-shirts. I wanted to get a board T-shirt the first time, but the line was insane. Like the kids were like clamoring all over you man uh it's a great problem to have um (laughs) you know i've had to put in a couple extra merch orders which is a lot of money up front but um you know getting people in these boars war shirts uh it's an honor and a privilege uh so yeah come on out check us out on april 22nd uh you know let's let's sell that out um every month that we run it's it's a new it's a new April record for ticket sales. VCW's been around for a long time. I think close to 20 years, if not over that. Uh, they, they have a long history. Um, every month, though, it's something new. It's the, the fastest front row sellout. It's the fastest this sellout. It's the most pre-sales we've ever done. It's the best the best December we've ever done. Like The way that people are turning up, it, it's super awesome. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't risk uh, walking up to the building and plan on getting tickets. Go ahead and get them now. That way you know when you get there, you've got your seat, and uh, you know you're going to have a seat for all the action. When you also don't, you don't want to miss the board defend, you know his first title defense against Buckshot Brian Brock. So don't don't miss that for sure. Are all right, Rich, we're going to give give you yeah. a chance to actually ask a question because yeah, I'm sorry I've been talking get, the whole time. No, are you going to get your hands on that Neil Sharkey jabroni at some point here? Like he seems nothing to be a real pain. Me, nothing would give me more pleasure than uh, dotting a couple eyes of uh, Neil Sharkey. Uh, he's a very good manager. He'll do whatever it takes to uh, get his crew. To uh, pick up a W, and uh, he's looking to pick up a little bit more than just a W. He's looking to pick up my VCW Heavyweight Championship. Um, and Brian Brock, he is undefeated uh, in VCW in singles action. Um, he's he's a little bit all over the place. Um, he he makes a lot of towns, and he is a big boy. Um, but I wouldn't want it any other way. This is the heavyweight championship of Virginia. It's not an open weight, not cruiser weight, uh, not x division this is heavyweight um so i'm very thankful that i'm getting a heavyweight for my first challenge i wouldn't want it any other way uh and we're gonna show uh you know big boys can bring the house down 
Yeah, so um, just you know, th- this whole thing. I'm still speechless that we you're on the show, and and uh, oh shucks, come on, guys. Yeah, no, no. I mean, this is this is a big deal for us, and we really appreciate it. And um, so let's let's dial it back. What uh, what got you into the business? Um, I just always loved pro wrestling like it's kind of this i hate to say the same story that like every kid has like there's not a moment i can pinpoint when i started watching wrestling like i have baby photos of me sitting in front of the tv watching wrestling so uh it, it always had uh it always kept me captive it always had my imagination um and then as i started to you know grow up and get into sports i was pretty athletic i just had a, a natural ability and a, a kind of to go in that direction um and like as I started going older, getting older, started growing. Um, I was like, oh! Before I knew it, I was like six three. I was like, oh, wrestlers are six three, uh, but I was really skinny. Uh, so I was like, well, I got to do something about that. And uh, you know, as I as I eventually made the decision uh, to to get into wrestling and to give it a shot, you know, that was the first order of business was putting on some pounds. So uh, yeah, it's just something I always wanted to do, and uh, I was kind of at a crossroads with like continuing my education to eventually get to wrestling or like just getting straight into wrestling. So, uh, yeah, I just had to make the jump. Yeah. Uh, where did you train initially? Like, or, or are you like one of these folks that just like got sucked into the ring and then he's beat the crap out of you for the first like year or whatever? Did you know? I wasn't that fortunate. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I went to the Shikara <laughs> wrestle factory uh, at that time, it was still located in the uh, ECW arena, now the 2300 arena. So that's where um, I paid my early dues, uh, getting to be, I think I might be one of the last uh, trainees to come out of that building. Um, I got to train with uh, Mike Quackenbush, Sarah, De- Sarah Del Rey, and uh, Claudio Castagnoli oh, wow. um, uh, before he, uh, he left. Um, so yeah, I got to train uh, with some tremendous wrestlers, and the the staff at the Wrestle Factory was was ever growing and changing out. So I mean, I got to tra- uh, train with Chuck Taylor, Drew Gulak, Orange Cassidy, um, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Hot Sauce. Uh, yeah, a, lo- a lot of talent uh, stopped by uh, in Philadelphia uh, in awesome. the very various Wrestle Factory locations. So uh, a lot a lot of talented hands uh, helped guide me. No, that's super awesome. Uh, we uh, we would so I Rich lives up towards uh, Baltimore, DC, um, and that's that's where I lived as well until I moved here. And we caught a bunch of Ring of Honor shows at uh, UMBC up there, and uh, okay. we we were always looking for a hot sauce uh, Tracy Williams appearance. That was always a highlight. Him and uh, Cheeseburger, you know, Him and Cheeseburger. Those, oh, that yeah, those two dudes. Um, good dudes behind the scenes good brothers as uh we'd like to say uh but also in the ring um good luck finding uh many better than them uh they are they're about as good as it gets yeah so uh what's what's your fitness regimen you said that you had to put on weight uh do you struggle to keep the weight on or do you have something now going are you eating so coming out of coming out of high school the best way i could describe it was like i was built like kevin durant like just long Mm. gangly skinny i couldn't keep weight on for anything i would work all summer to put on weight to come into you know soccer and basketball season uh heavy and two weeks into training, I would lose 30 pounds and, you know, I was back to a buck 40. Um, so eventually I just had to eat everything I could. And uh, the trick that really did it, I would have a, um, I'd have like a, a little can of uh, A&W soda, like every night, 
like drink just chug it and then go brush my teeth and go to bed and eventually mm. <laughs> eventually they yeah. start packing on the pounds the bedtime um, sugar bomb will do it <laughs> yeah um so i kind of hit a plateau around like 225 uh when i first started training i couldn't get any bigger than that and then i uh I started working with a personal trainer and he put me on to um it's just a, a mass gainer regular mass gainer uh, a certain brand um but uh, and I took the mass gainer and uh, changed up my lifting a little bit. Did more Olympic style lifting as opposed to a lot of wrestlers will do like bodybuilding stuff. Um, but we went straight into Olympic lifting, a lot of like CrossFit lifts and stuff like that. And uh, before I knew it, I was 265, and I've gone I've gone up as far as like 290, which was a little too big. And um, right now I'm settled at about 265, 270. So that's the that's my wrestling weight. It's where I like to be. Yeah, so what's the tail of the tape on you? So what's what's your height, weight, you know, arm reach? You know? Six six four, two sixty five. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what my reach is anymore. Yeah. Uh, two tusks. Yeah, played, uh, yeah, two tusks. Two tusks. Four hooves. Uh, you know, I can play a small forward, power forward, a little bit center if I need to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've watched some of your stuff on YouTube, and you definitely have like a a, a Kevin Nash kind of uh, oh. presence <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, poise, like the way you stand in the ring and some of your mannerisms in the ring. Um, would you would you say he's an influence <laughs> on you, or are there oh, any? Oh man, he's who else is an he's, influence? He's definitely an influence. Um, it's funny you mentioned about like being relaxed, uh, almost Nashian, because one of the first pieces of feedback I got back uh, at the Wrestle Factory once I started doing like practice matches um, was, quote, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody so relaxed in a ring, and I'm not sure that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> it's because I'm watching too much Kevin Nash, if there is such a thing. Uh, so, yeah, you nailed it. I love Kevin Nash. Another hero I got to meet who was the coolest dude. Um, so shout out big Kev. Um, well, and the, uh, the announcers occasionally call you pig daddy cool, which pig daddy cool. Of is course, pretty, yeah. It's pretty red. That's, that's yeah. a great nickname. Yeah. So, uh, big Kev, definitely influence, um, Sid, Scott Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Bret Hart, um, the stinger, big Steve, uh, shout out, shout out to the big stinger. Um, those are, those are probably my main influences. And uh, of course, uh, I don't like to give him a lot of credit personally, um, but uh, probably like the '86 to '88 run of Hogan, especially mm-hmm. like a lot of his house show work, um, is just exceptional. So uh, yeah, that's a de- definitely a, a source I draw from as well. You have a you have a pretty good big boot, just like the Hawkster. Um, well, thank you. I, I, like- I was actually kind of thinking Hulk Hogan, just because from some of the YouTube stuff I watched, you were doing a really great job of selling and making your opponent look good without making yourself look too vulnerable at the same time. Thank you. Um, and that, that's, that's basically what Hulk Hogan did. He got his ass beat for, you know, five minutes and then he starts shaking. He points, you get, you get punched three times and then, you know, you, you weren't as formulaic as that to where, Oh, well, here comes Hulk. All right. I can stop watching this match now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I can see definitely Hulk Hogan that time period being influential in your ring stuff for sure. That's a keen eye, thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely steal from him. Like I love that like run he has with Morocco at MSG. Like I love that mm. series, 
And uh, that's, like, what I really try to pull from. Because he gets, like, really formulaic, I think, after the Andre match at WrestleMania 3. But, like, kind of before then, like, he's he's having hot sprints. Like, he's having, like, 8 to 10 minute bangers at MSG. And, you know, we uh, we, we don't bleed in Virginia. But, uh, you know, if we did, probably show how much I love the business. And, uh, you know, set up a, a steel cage match for the third match. Like, you know, I think there is something, you know... With with most things in life, it's just a circle. Like, what's old is new again. So, uh, you know, steal from one of the greatest of all time when it came to, to making money. You know, why not? Yeah, I was uh, I was telling Rich about the, the, the blood rules here in Virginia. And um, I th- kind of think we should just start, you know, like the legal defense funds. We should start. We should figure out what the, <laughs> what the fine, figure out what the fine is. We can crowd raise, uh, you know, crowd fund it. And then we can have a an honest to god bloody match, and we'll you know we'll the fans will pay off the fine and make it, it'll be well worth it. So, any idea what the, I have no idea? What do you, do you know what the fine is? I, don't know I have it's, no idea. I've never been bold enough to find out. Yeah, I know, right? Um, well, so like Vince yeah. can just Vince can just pay it, right? So when WWE comes to town, they don't they don't really blade anymore. But like, um, if yeah, they, I think you if just they take did. a take a, a walk with uh, the commissioner down the hallway, perhaps. I I don't know. I don't know what those rules are. Yeah, the I old mean, shake and take. There's the story that when when uh, when WWE came to Baltimore for a pay-per-view, Vince was going to wrestle Stephanie, and the Maryland Athletic Commission doesn't allow cross-gender wrestling. Mm. And so he went to the commissioner and paid the fine in advance and then had the match anyway on the pay-per-view. Yeah, must be nice to have more money than God. Nice, yeah. yeah. Um, so we talked to influences. I, I just wanted to... Um, I found a fun video. It's like the it was a video of um, the top five moves of the boar, and they were. Kind oh, okay. of, have, you, have you seen this? Um, That's a, that was a while ago. I think they yeah. came out. Uh, so the big boot, the that okay. spinning sidewalk slam that you do that that one's really awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, you don't get dizzy doing that. Um, it kind of depends. <laughs> Every once in a while, like it'll hit me, but it's like fifty fifty. Uh, there's a power slam. There's a move called the baconator which kind of looked like a a sort of takeoff on an f5 is that is that how you would describe it um yeah yeah uh, sean o'hare's old uh widowmaker okay um, okay yeah and then of course just a beautiful beautiful gore uh a spear that's just i like the flip that you do after that uh, you yeah. don't see that too often especially for a big guy like you like that's that was amazing. So thank you. And as it's not planned, sometimes I flip, sometimes I don't. It all depends on like how hard I hit somebody. <laughs> I mean, and it makes the, it look more legitimate because like it looks like not that you're not just like knocking them down with like a shoulder tackle like a lot of other wrestlers' spears look like. This one looks like you're hitting them and then driving them into the mat and then flipping over to make sure that momentum drives them down. And I think yeah, it's. It's a lot of just like self preservation because I do try to go as fast as I can through somebody. And in order to not break my neck, you know, I just try to tuck uh, and, and roll, kind of like I'm jumping out of a car. Yeah. Um, so it's not by design to like, oh, let me add a flip so, you know, I can, you know, be cool. Like, no, it's it's just so I don't break my neck when I'm trying to cut somebody in half. Yeah, it's pr- probably a good idea. Uh, I was super impressed with that Macho Man flying elbow up in Hampton. Oh, thank you. Like, do you do that very often? I'm that one's for the big matches, you know. Okay. Got uh, <laughs> the old body can't take too many of those. That's right. Um, but yeah, you know, Macho Man. Shout out the test as well. Um, you know, big, big elbow from the top. Um, it's it's one of my favorites to do, but it's something I try to keep in the back pocket for big matches. 
Yeah. Well, you don't want to like you don't want to overdo it, right? You, you got to right. make it special. I um, yeah. I got I was I was in the like the second row, and I got this amazing shot of you flying and the ref looking up and your opponent down on the ground. Like it looks like a Renaissance painting. I'm gonna get it blown up and <laughs> put like uh, across the whole wall in our bedroom. I think my wife will be into that. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Shout out to Logan because I know I squished him real good on that one too. <laughs> he deserved so, it. What a jerk! Yeah. So we, um, so we part of the what we do on the show is we watch old wrestling and um, including WrestleManias because that's in our name, and so that's why that's why we're always interested in talking about who your influences are. But we're also kind of interested in sort of what the the current stuff we we watch. Pretty much, I watch more WWE than Rich does. Um, he watches more old WCW than I do. Um, but we both try to keep up with the latest. Uh, are you watching anything cool at the moment that you're in, super into? Uh, I try to keep up with uh, main product WWE. Like I usually do it through YouTube. I think that's how their business is formulated now anyways, so I feel like I get a little bit more if I watch it in YouTube clips. Um, and then AEW, I don't watch every Dynamite, um, but I have a lot of friends there, which is really cool. So, like, if one of my friends have a big match or, like, you know, it's a bunch of them on the card, um, you know, I'll definitely catch it at night. Maybe not live, but, you know, I'll catch it later in the night and kind of fast forward through commercials. Um, so, yeah, I try to stay up to date on AEW, WWE. Um, try to sometimes know what's going on in Impact. I know they have, like, a, a wonky taping schedule a little bit. Um, but I also have some friends there, which is really cool. So try to at least, you know, know, you know, the A, B, and C storylines of what's going on there as well. Um, but I think yeah. that's probably it for current wrestling. As a fan, do you have any current favorites that you really enjoy just watching? The big dog, uh, Roman Reigns. Roman, he is, oh, yeah. uh, um, I, I think, I think like great runs of guys. I hear NFL players talk about it. Once you're in the Hall of Fame, you're a Hall of Famer. There is no comparison. And I think Roman's run from 2020 when he came back, um, you know, going through now, I put it up there with whatever year of flair you want to pick. You know, his 87 to 89 run. Um, Brett's 90, uh, November 96 to November 97. Um, Austin's 98 to 99. Rock's 2000 to 2001. Whatever, like, there's five or six guys that have, like, true all-time runs, and Roman is now in that grouping. So whatever way you want to order him is one thing, but, like, to me, like, it's a very reserved class at the top, and uh, he's, he's definitely up there now. Yeah, and Roman just keeps getting better, too, especially... Uh, his ability to get heat without mm. really doing much. He's so good at just getting the crowd to hate you. He's developed a good smarmy look as a heel. And now his ring work is getting a lot better, too, in my opinion. I found him boring, honestly, at first. But, like, that match with Sami Zayn and then the match with Cody at WrestleMania, which made me throw my phone, I was... <laughs> I. Uh, it's he's really grown on me as a worker and and a, a great person just to watch and i've always been a fan of like all the anoa'i uh wrestlers that have that have come through the years from rikishi and yokozuna and stuff so uh he's right up there with them in my opinion now at this point too so yeah good pick yeah he's a uh, he's a big dog for a reason um yeah he's up there orton i know he's uh he's out right now but orton's another guy who's consistently been like my favorite dude uh probably for the last like 15 years or so christian cage uh talked about him earlier and comparing logan to him i think christian is um probably 
definitely the best heel in AEW, in my opinion. Um, but again, one of the all-time greats. Um, he's kind of the, I call him the skeleton key of, of professional wrestling. You put him in there with anybody, and their work is drastically different from before the Christian feud and then after the Christian feud. Whether you want to talk about Kenny Omega, in my opinion, Jungle Boy, uh, Rand, Randy Orton, Edge. Like, whoever he comes in contact with at a certain point in his career, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, like, I can keep going. There's a difference from before the Christian feud and after Christian feud and how guys, like, work harder, um, work smarter, get different, like, whatever the goal is, whether it's to get sympathy, whether it's to, to be upset. Like, they have just better a better way of communicating those emotions uh, and kind of structuring their matches and putting in those moments where they fit a little bit better after a Christian feud. Um, Eddie Kingston, man. Uh when Eddie Kingston is on TV, uh, and I borrow this saying from uh, my buddy Joe Sposto, uh, you might know him as Leonard F. Shakarison. Um When Eddie Kingston's on TV, I forget wrestling is fake. Mm. Like, I'm super invested in what he's doing. I believe everything he's saying, and you know, my breath is is hinging on him, you know, winning or losing. So, uh, those are probably like my top dudes right now who I really enjoy watching. Yeah, I remember watching Eddie Kingston on NWA Power with uh, him and Eli Drake. Whenever they popped up, oh like, yeah, that's all right. This is this is I'm not missing this promo. I like both of them talk in a way that's like real. It, you're right. Like you forget the wrestling's real. There's something uh, that's coming from the heart from them that makes it really seem like legitimate. And this is this is going to be a throwdown. Because even though Eddie Kingston looks like your next door plumber, he's he's ready to fight and he's angry and he's got a lot of passion in his words and uh, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, don't be confused. Like one, I, I know you're not, but any fans out there, um, one of the like, if not the toughest wrestler I've ever been in a ring with, he's one of the best wrestlers going today, and like he's just he's a throwback and he's a classic. Yeah, um, yeah he's he's the man. I yeah. get a Piper vibes from him. Definitely see that, yeah. Yeah, he has that kind of brawler thing, and, and that sort of just perpetual smart-ass thing going on. Um, so let's see. So we talked about current wrestling. All right, so let's, we thought this would be fun. So our, our wives sort of barely tolerate this nonsense with the podcast, <laughs> and uh, anytime we go somewhere wrestling-related. I would say my wife is, is a really good sport. She's, she's watched so much of it with me she's actually sort of into it now and she's got the lingo down and she's like oh all right she's like she's like oh shit i think he did that the hard way i'm like honey i love you and anyway um so we thought it'd be fun to let them um put some questions so rich um rich here's one from rich's wife do you want to read that one rich sure so uh my wife wants to know uh if you could get in a time machine to be ringside for any match what match would it be that's a good one um I'm going to, it's not too much of a time machine, so I'm going to go back to November 1995 in uh, Landover, Maryland for Survivor Series 1995 to watch my favorite match, which is Diesel defending the WF title against Bret Hart. I was at that. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Is it worth going back in in the time machine for? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I I had a seat along the aisle for that. Uh, oh, that's amazing! Ramp. Yeah, that's uh, my I, favorite match. I actually just got Brett to sign the program that I kept for twenty oh, years in so pristine cool. condition. Now oh. I just need to find Kevin Nash to sign it. But yeah, yeah that's a good choice. That's, that's a, amazing. Yeah, 
Uh, well, didn't you you asked Brett about that one, right? When you met him, I did, and uh, he did he did tell me some fun things about like the photo shoot for the program. They made uh, Kevin Nash stand on a box because he actually wasn't that dramatically taller than Brett in the photos. So they made him stand on a box, and then uh, Brett was like. I really made Nash that night. That was that was the night I made him a star, and so you did you did? Yeah, that was. Okay. A, Everybody has their best match with Brett for a reason. Yep. So my wife was. Um, she's maybe a little more practical. She just asks, "What's next for the boar after April twenty second? And obviously, I mean, obviously, you're going to beat Buckshot Brian Brock, and he just send him back to his hidey hole. Uh, but after you lay a good whooping on him, who do, who do you want next? Do you have uh, anybody in mind? Yeah, I don't want to don't want to look past him, but you know, if I were to, for the sake of the question, um, I think my my goal with this title is really just um, you know putting the emphasis on heavyweight. It's something I feel like I joke about it, but I also do feel really passionate about it. I feel like g- really great heavyweight wrestling. I don't think there's anything better than it, and that's just how I feel. It's my opinions, and you know, personally, I think that's um, that's where the money is. Um, I think you look at a lot of the downtimes of a lot of promotions. It's, uh, it's when you got your your smaller, more compact athletes um, featured at the top, and you you need those differences. You need the different body types and everything. Um, but you know, I think times are best. I think things are most interesting. I think people are most behind the heavyweights. They want to see uh, you know uh, the big people going at it, and and that's my goal. Give me give me the biggest, give me the baddest, and let me prove I'm the best. Um, so Devontae is out there. We we've torn it up a couple times, but you know, bring him on. Um, any heavyweights want to want to come down or come up from uh, from Jacksonville? If uh, Uncle Tony will let him come out and play, like you know, let's rock. Um, let's know, get Hobbs. Just, that's let's my get Hobbs up here. Huh? Let's get Hobbs up here, man. Like I, I, I didn't mention Hobbs. I really like Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, he's yeah. good. Um, yeah, yeah. He he's really good. But like you know, quit working with those little dudes down there and let's let's tear it up. Let's uh, let's do some big boy stuff. Yeah, VCW's got some big dudes. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of absolute Phil, Dirty Money. Like we got a lot of a lot of stocky dudes. Um, even even our women, um, uh, Erica Lee, my tag team partner, giant uh, Savannah Evans, monster. Like we just got great size. Um, we have TV stars. Like we have a lot of like TV sized wrestlers in VCW, which I really love. Erica had a great match at that Hampton show. That was that was a lot of fun. So yeah, they got two out of three falls coming up. I think at the uh, at the temple as well. Nice. I'm um, looking forward to that. Her and uh, her and Savannah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that event a little bit. April 22nd again at the Masonic Temple on Granby Street here in Norfolk. Uh, VCW VCWProWrestling.com. You can get your tickets. Make sure you do it quickly before they're all gone um so tell me a little bit about about your opponent buckshot brian brock and and what he's in for and uh you know how do you how do you see that one going uh i got a lot of motivation because now that i've got i've got the title i've got the heavyweight championship of virginia uh you know now the hard work begins right it was one thing to get there it's another thing to keep it and uh, i can't be one and done Uh, i can't go out like a sucker um and uh give give me your biggest test first and uh you know i think this is it so you know line him up i'm gonna knock him down uh he's a big dude he's gonna knock me around i'm sure uh i've 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 felt him i know what he feels like i know what he's bringing um we haven't met in singles competition yet and uh you know i got a little bit of extra extra confidence now i got the people even more behind me now oh he's got a sharky 
Um, so, you know, I'll take, I'll take 400 people scream at the top of their lungs behind me uh, and match that up with, uh, with Sharky and uh, Brian Brock any day. So let's rock. <laughs> yeah, that crowd's going to be hot. Lots of Boar fans in the area. Everybody's going to be chanting. I think the roof's going to come off that place. I mean, hopefully not literally because it's a historic building, but you know what I mean. So, um, um, I, I have a question for you, and it's not on our sheet here. So all right, go for I'm, it. I'm going to hit you with the blind side here. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, you mentioned wanting to really work with heavyweights and really showcase heavyweights. Now, a lot of heavyweight matches, at least in the past, have been, as what Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, snug. Uh, very a bit stiff like kind of real hidden are you more into that style of like more like legit contact in there like you got to make it real so you got to hit the guy or are you kind of definitely spots um yeah. you know like i prefer not to get punched in the eye but every well, once yeah. in a while it happens you know i prefer not to get my teeth knocked out but you know once in a while you might have a, a chip back there um but bring the contact man like i'm 265 um I think people can tell, um, as my mom likes to say, uh, when she watches, uh, she watches a lot of events or watches wrestling, kind of waiting for my match, and she'll be like, nobody hits anybody anymore. Like everybody's everybody's ducking and dodging hits. Yeah, you're not gonna see me drop down. You're not gonna see too many go behinds. Uh, you're not gonna see many leapfrogs. Like I'm not avoiding contact. Um, I got no reason to avoid contact. Um, it's one thing Kevin Nash has talked about too with big men. Like there is no reason to avoid contact. I can take whatever you're given, um, and and give it back to you tenfold. So give me the contact, uh, you know, whether I see it or not. And, uh, and we'll go from there. How about chops? Are you into the chops, the Ric Flair chops or, uh, I'm of the Bret Hart camp that, uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's a time and place, uh, and select people to do them. Um, they do hurt a lot. I don't think yeah. people realize how much they do hurt. It's one of those things that like probably doesn't translate realistically in the ring. Like it, it's not a tickle. They hurt. They yeah. slice you open. They give you a little cut. Um, you know, they kind of almost you know they. It, it's right there to the heart. Um, so th- there's definitely a, a danger element to them, uh, and they knock the wind out of you too. So uh, yeah, like- they suck all around. So I'm not a fan. Uh, hopefully my opponents don't hear that. So, uh, you know, they, they know my weakness. But, like, uh, yeah. if, if you got a match with Gunther, are you going to, hey, let's take it easy? Or are you going to let him tee off? I see that chop coming from a mile away. Yeah. Bring it. Again, he's hitting the chops. Oh, he, all right, his Sheamus and McIntyre. Those are some big dudes. But other than that, come on, who you hitting, man? That dude lays him in, man. There, yeah, we man. watched, uh, was it th- two or three matches with... Uh, Oh, with Ilya, Ilya. Dragunov. Oh, yeah, with Ilya Dragunov. Holy shit. Ilya looked like he'd been hit by a truck after that match. I thought that guy was legit going to die. Like, seriously. that was. Those are some um, amazing matches. All right. Well, we want to be respectful of your time. Um, and we, uh, you're just really super appreciative of you, uh, of visiting our little podcast and talking a little bit about uh, your amazing career so far and you're running vcw your brand new heavyweight championship and of course the defense coming up on april 22nd here in norfolk uh anything else you want to plug is any place people can go to get your merch or anything like that uh best way to grab my merch is is meet me in person at one of these events Uh, that's how i like to do business face to face um interaction and experience that way i remember you you remember me um so yeah come come meet me at a show you can follow me on twitter and on instagram both 
at Boar is War, B-O-A-R is War, just like the t-shirt says. Um, cash only, please, because I don't need the government up in my business. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, support some great podcasts. Uh, you want to get, of course, this one that you're listening to, uh, keep supporting these guys. Uh, support some friends of mine uh, over at uh, uh, the soon-to-be-named network. They have a great plethora of podcasts. Uh, again, that's headed up by Joe Sposto. Uh, you might know him as Learned After Carson, uh, Kayfabe Kayfabe. And uh, another podcast uh, group out there, the North-South Connection. Um, they got a lot of great programming as well. So uh, that's it for me for plugs. Very cool. Thanks for doing that. And once again, you can always find us at allthewrestlemanias.com. You can find us on Twitter at WrestlemaniaPod. You can always check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube, um, all the other social, all the other places. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to ko-fi.com slash allthewrestlemanias. Drop us five bucks for the cost of a, of a cup of coffee. We can put it into uh, the Boar's Blading uh, Legal Defense Fund. Um, <laughs> we can put it towards uh, Boar's uh, Dental Hygiene um, Fund. Those tusks can't be cheap to maintain. No. Um, and so, yeah. All right. I have one more question All right. for you. Come we on, got, We got to ask. We got to ask it. All right. It's right there. It's right there. What was your favorite WrestleMania? It's WrestleMania 17. That's mm. a good one. Is, is that a common one? Is that a common one people that's, say? Or? I mean, that's a that's a big one that a lot of people lean into. I, I was partially expecting that answer, especially with the... Yeah, for What's me, it's event? 17. It's um, I think it's the perfect example of every match can be good to great, but everything builds up to the main event. And the main event, I mean, it's it to me, it's the epitome of main event, man. Um, doesn't get any bigger than the, the, the two biggest stars of that generation going at it. And the, the story being told of the old gunslinger that doesn't have it anymore, and he knows he doesn't have it anymore, so he already made a deal with the devil... It, it's fantastic storytelling. Uh, so yeah, it's got to be WrestleMania 17 for me. That's a good answer. I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you snuck, snuck that in there, Rich. Good job. We, we. I mean, it's in our name. You know, we yeah. gotta. We gotta find out when we have people on what their favorite WrestleMania is. So this is why we keep we keep you around. All right, everybody. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time. Thank you again, Boar. Mm-hmm.